over 70% of women change advisors within the first year of their husband's death. And the reason is because the advisor is focused on just investments and not on the longer term. So here's what I would tell most women is, yeah, it's a tough conversation to have, but what you need to do is say, listen, honey, you know, I need you to recognize that I'm probably gonna outlive you. Um, And regardless, I need to be heard at the table. This is Mom Squad Pod, your weekly update on tips, tricks, and all things parenting with Maureen Kyle. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us here on the Mom Squad Pod, the podcast where we talk everything parenting. And today's topic is something that women and men, but really, especially women, should delve a little bit deeper into, and that is planning your finances for the future and financial wellness. And joining us to talk about it is Heather Edinger with Luma Wealth. Heather, thanks so much for doing this today. Maureen, I am thrilled to be here and I feel that this is such an important topic. So thank you for making the time. And I think when it comes to women, we are so busy with um, the day-to-day running of the household and uh, the whole financial planning for the future sometimes is not put on our plate. But how is that changing from what you see with women who are working today and contributing a good chunk of the finances to the household, or maybe they're in charge of, you know, if if they're a a stay-at-home situation or the the homemaker situation, you know, we're still divvying up the budget sometimes. How should women be approaching in this day and age our financial wellness? Well, it is such a critical topic. So thank you for bringing it up. What I don't think most women realize is 95% of women will end up running the household finances at some point in their life. So this is not a, oh, maybe if, this is just a when. And then along with that, you know, 80% of men die married, 80% of women die single, We live 10 to 15 years longer. So there are a lot of reasons why we do need to get involved. And what I would tell most women is, I think what's been off-putting is the way the industry approaches them, but they have to get involved. So let me kind of talk to that because I think it, it, there is an approach that resonates with women. We've seen it at Luma and I think there's a real opportunity. So we do know that over 40% of households now, women are the primary breadwinners. And whether they are or not, they're running the day-to-day finances. And they know a lot more than they think they know because they are, if you went into the grocery store and your bill was all of a sudden, you know, 50% higher than normal, you'd be like, hey, what's in my cart, right? So they actually don't give themselves as much credit as, as they probably should. But what they need to look at is financial wellness really goes beyond just financial health. And how I would define financial health is, are are you in debt or not in debt? Um, Are you spending less than you make? That's kind of financial health. Financial wellness is really at the intersection of your whole life. And where it starts is with your values and the money messages that you've received over life that might influence those values. So you need to kind of think back and say, what were the money messages I received? 
And for most women, unfortunately, they've been negative. You're not good at running money or et cetera. And so I don't think um, it's, it's something that women often spend time thinking about, but they need to, because that's going to affect not only how you approach your finances, but truthfully, how you approach advisors that coach you on finances. And then the what is not your money. The what is six areas of life. And they are relationships, job or purpose, your health, community, spirituality, and play. And so for women, it's really important to look at, as I call it, the wheel of life. And that's what I put in my book. Um, and, and say what's important in those areas, kind of what's working, what's not working. And then the how is both your financial capital, yes, but also your human capital. How do you choose to spend your time and talent? And that's not just working. That may be in the community. But we all know as, as moms, as working women, as you know, anybody handling the household, time is our most precious commodity. So we really have to think about how we manage that. And I'll talk to some tools there if you want, but I think that's what is most underrated. And here's the other thing. Women put themselves last. We can't do that. This is about self-care. And if we've learned anything in the last year, it's that we have to take more self-care. So finances is self-care. It's just about finding the right coach. You brought up a couple of hot topic points lately. I mean, with self-care and then also time management for, for families. Let's start with self-care since that's what we we just left on. How do you see um, financial planning and managing day-to-day finances as self-care for women? So as I said, the fact of the matter is we are going to live longer. And I'm well aware that the majority of women want an advisor but less than 25% have one because typically about 80% leave meetings feeling misunderstood. And here's why. When I did my first study on women, which was 10 years ago, this isn't gonna surprise you, Maureen, or probably any of our listeners, but 96% of women said, before you start giving me advice, please demonstrate that you understand what's unique about me and my family. And so women, don't want an advisor to change the font to pink and say, oh, I now serve women. They want to be understood. They want somebody to ask a lot of discovery questions around them, their relationships, their family, their work, et cetera. And that's really important. Secondly, they want an advisor who is going to help them with the quality of life. So what's one of those things? Time saving. So for example, if an advisor is working with a woman and her, her family, whatever that makeup looks like, they have to look for ways to save time. So for example, one of the things we do at Luma is I never send out the big financial planning questionnaire because I'm going to be sitting here five years from now waiting for her to return it. It won't happen because she doesn't have time. So you want to find software that can actually pull together the data very easily. You want to look at all her benefits if she's a working woman. You have a 401k, you have your health care plan, you might have a health savings account, you might have supplemental life insurance. I could keep going. 
all those benefits are different providers who are selling stuff. And guess what? Women don't like providers that are selling stuff. They want a coach. They want somebody who's going to be in it with them as opposed to on the other side trying to sell them something. Then also you can find advisors like we have who help you not just find other collaborative advisors to work with, CPAs, estate planners, that kind of thing, but also help you with managing life. Maybe you have to manage elder care. Over 80% of women do. How do you get to those resources fast? Um, maybe you need to get your kid tested for learning differences. Maybe you're going through a job change and need an employment attorney. Maybe you need to look at supplemental health care. So finding the right kind of advisor that can help you with managing life, not just with managing money, that's what women want. Now, here's the real important piece. Women don't want to talk just about investment returns, and that's why they're smarter. Because investment returns are only a part of it. And we often say in our office, like if a financial plan is really the wrapper, right? That goes around it that says, what do you have coming in, going out? What do you need to do in terms of short-term expenses, long-term expenses, estate planning, protecting your family, you know, maybe charitable gifts? What are all the best strategies on that? Tax planning, those types of things. That's what they're looking for, that integrated approach. Investments is just one piece of that pie. So women are smarter because they're going, well, wait, I want to know how am I doing versus my goals? Educating the kids, saving for retirement, whatever, versus how am I doing versus the S&P 500, which may be relevant or irrelevant. And that's why they're smarter about it. The other thing with financial planning that's so critical is what women have to realize is you're not just planning for the expected. Sadly, you're also planning for the unexpected. And as I said, more likely to be divorce or loss of a spouse before, you know, in a traditional um, marriage, loss of a spouse, um, and you'll live longer, all those things. So it's really important for women to be looking at this, but there are advisors who will look at it about managing life, not just about managing money. So I'm sure I am not the exception here, but when we meet with our financial advisor, if I'm involved in meeting with the financial advisor, because that's another thing, my husband usually goes to lunch with that person or something. But if I'm there and I'm involved, I, they talk a lot about, you know, bonds, investments, which what percentage are, you know, contributions every month are going into what. So what kind of, where am I going wrong? What kind of questions should I be coming to the table with? What kind of details should I be demanding to know from the person that we choose as our financial advisor to make sure that in the case of, you know, God forbid, death or divorce, that I am prepared and I and I do know what's coming at me paperwork wise and um, where I am financially um, and that I'm meeting the goals that I want, not just we want. So I think it's here, here are a couple ideas. Um, number one is not to promote my book, but I do have a book, Lumination, Shining a Light on a Woman's Journey to Financial Wellness. And in the book are over 20 questions to ask when looking for an advisor. 
and what to look for in the answer. And you might guess, Maureen, I'm looking, I'm, I'm taking the woman's perspective of trying to find an advisor that fits her needs of this whole life management as opposed to just the investments and, and the money as you were talking about. I think the second thing is, you know, to really um, ask the advisor, what have you heard about me? What, what do you see? What, what, you know, are my priorities? How does that fit into this whole picture? And from what you're saying, you may not have the right person. So here's the other piece that I think is really important because a lot of women say, well, you know, it's really my husband's advisor and over 70% of women change advisors within the first year of their husband's death. And the reason is because the advisor is focused on just investments and not on the longer term. So here's what I would tell most women is, yeah, it's a tough conversation to have, but what you need to do is say, listen, honey, you know, I need you to recognize that I'm probably going to outlive you. Um, and regardless, I need to be heard at the table. Will you do this for me? Will you have me participate in the meetings? Will you make sure the advisor is listening to me? Will you be willing to change advisors? if this advisor doesn't listen to me and incorporate everything I have. Because Maureen, when you meet with your advisor, they should be presenting you with what's called a financial plan, which looks at what are your assets? What are your liabilities? What is your income? What are all your benefits? Um, what do you wanna do in terms of charitable giving? What do you wanna do in terms of protecting your estate or your family? That is all, all should be presented to you, not just the investments. And then in that, they should be running a case scenario that says, A, how long do you want them to estimate that your, your lifespan is? And do you have enough assets to last? But also running the scenarios where your husband predeceases you, what does it look like for you? Or you predecease him. What does it look like for him? Making sure all those pieces are in place. And that is really a critical component. And that's why I often say, you're not looking for just an investment advisor. You're looking for a financial coach, somebody who's in it with you and really experiencing life with you. So that when you hit a uh, uh, unexpected transition like loss of a spouse. They're coming to you with experience in that space that says, Maureen, honestly, there's very little you have to do right now other than take care of yourself. Here are the few things we might have to do, which might include social security, which might include claiming insurance and a few other things. But if they're not involved in all those pieces and they're just looking at the investments, they're not going to be able to walk you through that. And that is a critical component. And those types of advisors are out there. And I don't want to be tone deaf in the, in the times that we have now. I mean, a lot of people ended up having to take pay cuts or having to, you know, cut back on work hours because of the pandemic, or maybe somebody lost a job. And, you know, anybody listening might be thinking, gosh, I mean, it's hard enough to struggle and pay the bills at this point. 
what do you think? I mean, I, I know with me and most of my friends, the day-to-day household budget is falls on our shoulders. Is there a way to take a look at that budget and make sure that we are saving for the future? And how critical is that even in times where, um, you know, money is short or maybe somebody had to take that pay cut? So there's some great, um, there's some great financial software out there like mint.com or whatever. So if you don't have a financial advisor, there are free resources out there. And that is an aggregator. So what it does is it pulls in your credit card information. It pulls in your checking account information, obviously, you know, income and all of that. And I will just talk to personal experience. So in 2008, 2009, of course, the world was kind of falling apart. And my business is tied to the financial markets. And I knew our kids would be worrying about, well, what happens, you know, if something happens to mom's job or whatever. And when we went through the budget, which we did with a fine tooth comb to figure out what to pull out, we pulled things out like cable TV. We put the the one that sneaks up on a lot of us is takeout. So ordering takeout or, you know, Starbucks, all those things that when you actually look at what you're spending, a lot of times you can go, "Mm, I could be saving more there. And don't think of it just as saving. Think about it as investing in something else that's more meaningful. So maybe you start to think about it as it's vacations for the family. And if we put that money aside, that means we can go on vacation. Or maybe it's Um, thinking about in retirement, the fact that you don't want to be working forever. You do want to be enjoying life later, things like that. So that it's not just like depriving yourself now. Think about it as what you're investing in, in, in the future. Um, And so I think, you know, that is really, really important. And to be honest with yourselves, does your spending reflect your values? So when we had this conversation with our kids, we said, we have three children and we said, listen, here's the scoop. Education's our number one priority. We're not pulling you out of the schools that you're in. The second is spending family time together. We are still gonna go on vacation, but we are gonna drive to wherever we're going to because that saves on airfare and rental car and all those things. We're gonna cook in um, because that saves on, you know, not doing takeout. We're cutting out cable. One of my kids squawked and I said, hey, great. It's $20 a month. You want to pay for it? All yours. And of course, her immediate response was, gosh, we really don't use it very much because we don't watch a lot of TV. And so, you know, just having those discussions as a family, I think can be really, really valuable or as a couple, um, whether same sex or, or, um, you know, more traditional heterosexual couple, it is so important to have those money conversations and really talk about what are your priorities And you'd be amazed what you can cut out of your budget when you actually look at it. And then also making sure that you're looking at the retirement benefits, you're looking at and you're maximizing those. In the study that I did of breadwinner women, 46% of them knew they were leaving money on the table because they didn't have the time to go through all the benefits. Well, that self-care again right there is going through those benefits because you could be leaving tens of thousands of dollars on the table in benefits if you don't 
really spend the time. If you have a more holistic advisor, they'll help you look at it. But I would also recommend follow our emails at Luma Wealth because we talk about a lot of this stuff and that advice is free. So, you know, just look at that or I can go through some other resources as well. But, you know, really looking at that software and, and getting a sense of what your expenses are and what you're saving for the future and making sure that you're, you're following some of those recommendations. Just out of curiosity, like what benefits would you say that are the most overlooked? So, um, well, you know, it's interesting, Maureen. There are studies out there that say women are more conservative investors than men. They are not, actually. Um, what happens is they don't have time to go through all the 401k or 403b or whatever the retirement plan benefits are. And so therefore they default into the most conservative option um, or they don't know what the match is or um, sometimes companies have a profit sharing and you don't get the pop profit sharing contribution unless you are putting away money into the plan. So that's one. Health savings accounts, big, big benefit because you can put away money pre-tax and there are two ways to look at it. One is, yes, it can cover your expenses now at a pre anything that's not covered by your health plan. But secondly, for me, I look at it as saving for future health care and it grows tax deferred. And again, you can invest it. So instead of getting, you know, just being in a cash equivalent account, which would be about a quarter of a percent right now, you can invest it towards the future and get a 10, 12% return maybe over time. That compounding effect is enormous. That could be hundreds of thousands of dollars over my career. Um, the other ones are supplemental life insurance, often because the corporation is coming in based on the lives of the collective group, you can get it at a cheaper rate than you could get it if you went to an insurance agent yourself directly. Those are just a few of them, but there are all sorts of benefits out there. And sometimes, you know, what we do for clients is a Maureen would come to me and say, I'm going to write an email to my HR department and tell them that you get, you need to see all the benefits that are there. The other thing I would say for women is negotiating upfront. Um, and I've done this with my kids as well. There are a lot of things, so you may or may not know that most women just accept the job offer as is. Most men's counter and either get more money or other benefits. So I'll give you a few examples. My daughter was going into the um, hospitality industry. And she said, mom, they're not going to give me any more pay. I said, okay, you've told me about these organizations that do event. It, I, I think that it's really funny events for event planners. Um, I said, how about paying for your membership? Mom, I don't want to ask for that. I said, do me a favor, just ask. So she goes in and asks, and her boss says, not only will I pay your membership fees, I will pay you overtime for going, I'll pay all your parking, I'll pay any additional associated fees. Well, Maureen, that's, that's another several thousand dollars. So that's the other piece of it is kind of, you know, thinking about what else might be negotiable. And I think that's really important for women because 
we don't ask. And if you don't ask, you don't get. And I'm also speaking from personal experience because I've been terrible at it. So I'm trying to help other women be better at it than I was over the course of my career. Heather, if people want more information, you mentioned that you could sign up for your email list. Where would, where would somebody do that? So our um, website is www.luma, L-U-M-A, wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H.com. And I assure you, it's, it's really focused on women and managing the life of the family, um, whether that's you're a pank, professional aunt, no kids, or whether you're married with kids in a traditional marriage or non-traditional partnership, whatever it may be. So we have a lot of content in there. Maureen, you probably know there's this graying divorce that's going on right now. COVID did not help with divorce rates. Um, they've been going up. Um, we have content around widows, all sorts of different areas. And we have a lot of content around working women and things that they need to think about. So it's a great resource. Absolutely. Well, Heather, thank you so much. Heather Ettinger with Luma Wealth. Thank you for this incredible knowledge. It was really eye-opening and, and I know I'm I'm not doing a lot of the things that I'm going to have to make some changes in my own life. So thank you for illuminating us. Absolutely. My pleasure, Maureen. And just, you know, for the women out there, just remember, you know, self-care just starts with one step, just one step. So maybe it's thinking about the money messages and how that affects your relationship with money, but do take just that one next step. Absolutely. All right. Hang here for a second so we can finish up chatting. To all of you listening, thanks again for tuning into the Mom Squad Pod, and we'll see you right back here next week. Thanks for listening to Mom Squad Pod with Maureen Kyle from WKYC Studios. Subscribe now so you never miss an update. And find more on everything you heard here on WKYC.com and on the WKYC app.